This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you by freemasonryart.com. Can you imagine traveling across the vast emptiness of space at 107,000 kilometers per hour or 67,000 miles per hour? Not to scare you, you are. This is The Winding Stairs, episode 14. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite and Freemasonry. Hello and welcome, my friends and brothers to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I thank you once again for joining me in this program. And today, as we close the year 2013, I bring a special episode in which I will be talking about a topic that I am very interested in, and hopefully you'll like it as well. I am a geek, and I love anything about space, science, history, you name it. You probably know this by now. But In researching different things about the summer solstice and the winter solstice, I I came across a lot of parallels with Freemasonry, and I wanted to share some of these with you. At the opening of the program, I talked about the, the speed in which you're traveling currently. As our planet revolves around the sun, it is traveling at 107,000 kilometers per hour. That's 67,000 miles per hour. If you think about it, that's about a thousand times as fast as you would travel normally, legally, on a highway. So it's mind-boggling how fast the planet is moving, and we really don't feel it because it's, it's traveling through through the emptiness of space. Now, how long does it take for it to go completely around the sun? Hopefully, the answer you have in your mind is 365 and a quarter days, which is a year. And I have been doing a lot of research about several things that I wanted to not only learn about, but share with you. And first, I wanted to talk to you about several topics in astronomy, considering that within the steps of the winding stairs, one of the liberal arts and sciences that we're encouraged to learn about is astronomy. And you might ask, why should a Mason care about astronomy? Well, there are several explanations why astronomy should be important to you. One of them, and it's very elegantly expressed within the lecture of the Fellow Craft degree, is that it it expresses the glory of our Creator. As the Grand Architect of the Universe, carefully position all the different celestial bodies with a specific cycle, a specific beauty in their, in themselves, this allows us to see the beauty of this creation and recognize the glory and the grandeur of, of our Creator. Also, the more that we learn about astronomy, then we also recognize how small we are 
in the entire history of the universe. Even within our own little corner of the galaxy, we are incredibly small, and our time spent on Earth is minuscule in comparison to the other things that occupy the universe. So why is this important to the life of a mason? Well, considering the the shortness and the little impact that we have in in the universe as a whole, it it allows us to be humble, to become level with one another, and also to recognize that the power that we have as individuals is only expressed when we are connected to the rest of the creation when we're connected to one another in fellowship and brotherhood when we work together to make great things happen now one thing that many people will be thinking especially elected officers for the upcoming year is what can i do to make an impact in the fraternity or the thought might be even more localized what can i do to help my lodge grow and prosper. Well, one of the very important things that need to happen is that you connect with one another and don't try to make these things happen in isolation. It's through the collaboration with other brothers, more experienced brothers, uh, other brothers, past masters perhaps that have experienced things before you. Connecting with them and putting together a plan for this next cycle around the sun. Other things that are important to recognize are more practical. There are some practical lessons in learning more about astronomy. And I wrote together a few of these. One of them is pattern recognition. And I'm going to draw a parallel here from observing the universe and observing ourselves so it's going to be from two perspectives we're looking out at the universe and then we're looking in to our own little universe when throughout history we have found information and evidence about past civilizations being in tune with with the celestial bodies this is one way in which the people from antiquity were able to carefully look at patterns and recognize the importance of those patterns within their life. If we think about the early civilizations that began moving from a hunter-gatherer uh, way of life to agricultural-based, it was very, it was crucial. It was a matter of life and death for them to understand, pay attention to the patterns all around them, and and prepare for the upcoming years. This way they would know when to sow and when to harvest in order to maximize the yield and get a better reward for their efforts. If we then take a look at that pattern and we compare it to our lives, we can see that as we recognize patterns in the previous cycle of the sun, so this year that just passed, we compare it to the one that came before then. And we continue to build this profile that informs us of patterns that are present in our lives. How is this important to us? If we recognize the patterns of behavior, the patterns of procrastination, our patterns of energy cycles, if we 
pay attention to all these cycles or all these recurring things in our lives, then we can make better decisions for the future. And just like the masters of agriculture can pay attention to the celestial patterns, the patterns in weather, and then they can get a better yield for their efforts, we can do exactly the same. We know when to work, when to rest. We know how, in what things to put our energy so that we can get the best yield from our efforts. If we, if we look at the lessons in the early degrees in Freemasonry, there's an emphasis, and I've said this before, on dividing and planning your work. This is something that if we lose track of it, we, we get into trouble. And I, I'll be honest with you, part of my struggle in 2013, and I recognize this, the people closest to me might have a better idea or a better sense of what I'm talking about. My, my struggle to really make things work into my schedule. Granted, I have some variables and I'm not going to use, I'm not going to give you all the excuses or all the reasoning behind, but I have some variables that, that are somewhat erratic and I have to accommodate to these in order for me to be productive. But I would say as much as you have witnessed from me in the past year, I can be a lot more efficient and productive than I actually was. And part of my commitment for 2014 is to do what I'm advising you to do, to look at the patterns of your past year and see which ones, which, which of these patterns you want to repeat. There will certainly be some things that you want to adjust so that the upcoming year is a more productive uh, and you have a higher yield from your efforts. This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by FreemasonryArt.com. With a growing selection of fine art and collectibles, you now have a place to go find beautiful art inspired by the symbols and lessons of our honorable fraternity. Whether you're looking to decorate your lodge or to find a special gift for your newly initiated brother, this is the place for you. Every item is proudly made in the USA and found exclusively through our website. FreemasonryArt.com also features Masonic regalia, including the newly designed composite lambskin apron, an elegantly constructed white leather apron. Carefully constructed with genuine lambskin, these aprons are a great option for the discerning brother who wants to wear a clean and elegant apron to the lodge. For more information, visit freemasonryart.com. So I hope that you join me in this commitment into improving yourself and helping each other improve in this arena to be more conscious about their time, how the energy is put into the most effective areas of their life so that the result is exponential. This leads me right into one of the reasons why I'm talking about cycles and the cycle of the sun. It's because the new year approaches and just like the majority of people in the world, we're going to see this as a brand new start. See it as an opportunity to make adjustments, resolutions, new commitments. Some people would argue that it is not prudent for us to take this time of the year to make all of these resolutions because statistically it is 
something that's unsustainable. If we try to take on too much change at the beginning of a period, it is unlikely that at the end of that period, we would have sustained those changes. On the other hand, I think it is prudent to, since we are going to naturally and socially have this inclination to seek new patterns and seek new things to do and new adjustments to implement in the upcoming year, I think it would be prudent for us to capitalize on that excitement and and begin to implement changes in our lives. Now, I would advise you, don't take too much on. Don't completely change your life. Instead, take this time to write down the things that you want to adjust and start taking them one at a time or two at a time. Uh, you've probably seen some of the things I have posted on the different social media uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook. I've been probing into the idea of uh, disciplined focus or focused discipline. It is so incredibly different to spread your energy and spread it thin onto many different things as opposed to focusing all your energy into one or two things. We see a lot of things that we want to change, a lot of things that we want to implement, different behaviors that we want to adopt into our daily lives, but we might be fooling ourselves to think that we can take all of them at once and make all of these changes at one time and for that to be sustainable. That would only lead to disappointment and discouragement in the long run. So the ideal thing is for you to pay attention to the patterns that you have, perhaps that you can recognize from the past year. List down all the different things that you that you think need improvement based on what you can observe from last year. And then of those, you can prioritize them. And focus your energy on the top three that are going to have the most impact in your life. When you prioritize these things and you focus your energy on changing two or three things, those could have a profound effect on the other things. And some of the things that you notice that you wanted to change, those might change on their own or you will see an improvement on those even though your focus is not on changing them. And I'll give you a concrete example. Let's talk about health. One of the things that I want to make adjustments in, and it's very likely that many of the people listening to this program will as well, they want to make a commitment to eat better quality food in the new year. That alone can have a profound effect on many other areas of your life. It could increase your focus. It could increase your level of energy. After eating, if you're paying attention to your portions and the quality of the food that you're eating, perhaps you don't feel this tiredness that comes about when you're eating excessive amounts or you're eating low-quality meals. This is one commitment that I am also taking on this, this new year. And I cannot say I'm going to completely drop coffee, sugar, butter, all those delicious things that make us smile. But uh, for sure, I will definitely pay attention to the amounts of these that I allow to come into my diet. Uh, 
Because I know that in the past, I have been more disciplined about controlling these items in my diet. And the result has been significant. I have been more energetic. I have been more focused, more alert. And now that the complexity of of my work and life balance increases, I need to be at the best shape and I need to have the best mental focus possible so that I can give everything the attention that it needs. If I'm tired all the time, if I feel bloated or full or what have you, then I might be less productive. And the quality of the things that I do for myself, for my family, for my community, and for my friends and brothers, then the quality is not going to be the same. But I recognize that if I completely say, no, I'm going to drop coffee, I'm not going to have more sugar, forget butter, no donuts, then yes, maybe the first few weeks, I might be able to get away with that. But is it sustainable? Perhaps not. So it needs to be incremental adjustments as the year goes by. So be very careful with the resolutions that you make and the commitment that you make to implement them and keep them into your life. But don't hold back from making resolutions and commitments. Try to implement some of these things into your life and and share them with us. You know, one great way to add sustainability to resolutions and changes that you do in your life is to build accountability for you to share them with your friends and your brothers. Have a, a network of support, a group of support that can help you, check up on you, encourage you to continue further. And the I use the example of, of eating healthy, but very importantly, think of goals that you have for your self-improvement. Think of what things have you perhaps dropped that you need to pick up again. And I'm sure that some of you listening are going to think of your catechisms. Perhaps you you gave back, you know, one catechism and you're missing another. Or there's some proficiency that you have been procrastinating about. I'm an example about that. I have just a few months left before I need to give a particular proficiency. And I have been procrastinating on it and I am committed that I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to continue where I left. So maybe that's one of the resolutions that you set for yourself in a self-improvement point of view. Share with us what is it that you're going to do. We can help each other stay on track and make those changes permanent. Prepare yourself for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Robert Johnson from Whence Came You Podcast. Hi everybody, this is Brother Robert Johnson from the podcast Whence Came You and the editor of the Midnight Freemasons blog bringing you this exclusive look at Masonic Conspiracy right here on the Winding Stairs with Brother Juan Sepulveda. For this one, I think I need to set it up just a little bit. According to a website run by the Right Branch Ministry, Freemasonry causes curses. Let me say right off, because this is a ministry. I'm not attacking this. I'm going to correct it. Normally in these conspiracy segments, I mix a little bit of humor in with the conspiracy, because in largely, they are ridiculous. However, this is exactly the kind of teachings that cause Masons much strife 
in their day to day. So I need to correct this before we go any further. The site suggests that Freemasons worship Satan under the name of the great architect of the universe. This is, of course, false. And the one we refer to as the great architect of the universe is merely a generic term for the idea of God that we don't offend anybody else in Lodge by referring to it in a way that might offend them. Now that I've cleared that up, here is a list of curses you may be afflicted with due to Freemasonry, according to the Right Branch Ministry. Fear of the dark or of the unexpected noises, people, irrational fears. All kinds of lung and heart diseases such as asthma, emphysema, bronchitis, angina, or other lung-related problems and heart problems. Suicidal tendencies, bulimia, anorexia, cancer of the stomach, liver, bone, cancer of the skin, breast cancer, throat cancer, and other forms of cancer are attributed to Masonic curses. Autism, all kinds of sexual perversions, allergies, hay fever, extreme anger especially toward God, rebellion, gallbladder problems, liver problems, womb problems, bareness, emotional problems, emotionally unbalanced depression, etc. Unbelief toward the word of God, skepticism, doubting God and his word, doubting other people's sincerity, appropriation of two false teachings, divorce, revenge, especially when hurt by somebody. Retaliation, especially when hurt by somebody. Unforgiveness, schizophrenia, and other mental diseases. Poltergeist phenomena can be, although not always are, attributed to involvement in Freemasonry. They go on to say, quote, If you are currently suffering from any of these curses listed above, there might be a reasonable cause to believe you might be suffering from a curse relating to Freemasonry. However, caution needs to be taken here. Not all these curses need necessarily be related to Freemasonry. You might be suffering from cancer, for example, and it might not be due to a curse of Freemasonry, but to other natural causes. I strongly advise you to seek God in prayer to ask him to reveal you through the Holy Spirit if what you are suffering from is from a curse of Freemasonry or not. Bear in mind that the curse that is active in your life might have another origin, witchcraft for example. Black magic is also known to be a strong denominator of curses that can lead to death. Not all curses that might be active in your life need necessarily be due to the involvement in Freemasonry, but if you or any of your family are suffering from most of these curses listed above, you can assume there is an unbroken curse of Freemasonry still active in your and your family life. If this is the case, you need to break them, but you also need deliverance from demons that have passed down the generational line. If you need help with this, please do not hesitate to contact us. End quote. I can't stress to you how ridiculous this is, and I almost didn't even want to read it, but it's so out there, I had no choice. Of course, this is nonsense. There is, of course, a curse in Freemasonry, and that curse is knowledge in the search for more knowledge in perpetuity. Thank you to Brother Robert Johnson for another great installment of Masonic Conspiracies. It is amazing what people out there can claim about our fraternity clearly without knowing much about it. This is why it is important that we continue our Masonic education in case that we are confronted by claims that are absurd like this one we we know enough to to shed better light about our honorable fraternity you can listen to brother robert johnson's podcast whence came you which he broadcasts every week 
You can find more information by visiting wcypodcast.com. He's also the editor of The Midnight Freemasons, and you can see different articles that are published there at least two times a week, three and four times at times. And you can, this is all supplementing Masonic education. So I invite you to visit midnightfreemason.blogspot.com. You can find links to these pages by visiting thewindingstairs.com forward slash 014. I also invite you to stay in touch with us by finding us in the various social networks on Facebook at Masonic Fundraiser, on Twitter, Winding Stairs 33, and on Pinterest, The Winding Stairs. I want to send a warm fraternal greeting to a few brothers that have participated in the conversation, including Donald Gibson, whose kind words about the program really meant a lot. Also, Brother John Rourke, and more especially, worshipful Nicholas James of Columbian Lodge Number no. 7, Free and Accepted Masons in Columbus, Georgia. He was kind enough to invite me and my brother Victor to come over and give a presentation in his lodge. So if you will be near Columbus, Georgia on February the 4th, I would love to get to meet you personally and sit down in lodge together. In conclusion, and circling back to our initial topic, I have a question for you. What is the one thing that you want to accomplish this year? Do you have one goal that you want to accomplish before this new year ends? If so, and if you are willing to add a little bit of pressure to your, to your expectations, and to incorporate a little bit of this um, support that we can offer, I encourage you to share with us. Add a comment to the blog post at thewhitingstairs.com forward slash 014. You can add it in the comment sections. What do you want to accomplish for this new year? And maybe we can hold you accountable and help you, if at all possible, to achieve your goals. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this program and for sharing it with your friends and brothers. In this new year, I wish for you health, wealth, and wisdom. And I hope that you can join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. <laughs>